Would you pray with me? May the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts and minds be pleasing to you, O Lord. Amen. We just heard from Amos that that closing verse in our reading today of let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. And I find it interesting that um, this comes at this point because this, in the the year, because this um, passage is about people who have power um, and who have used their power to build up more power for themselves, who have, um, in the song, and we just heard in the song, have built a wall 10,000 sins high. This, um, this passage from Amos speaks against them, speaks against that practice of enriching ourselves at the expense of others. And that imagery in that song, in this lesson of the waters breaking through the wall or the, God's justice and righteousness breaking through, not able to stop. It's going to come. It's going to surprise us. It's, it's not something that we can control. God shows up in our lives and is going to change us. This uh, is Miniopa State Park, the falls. I was just there on Tuesday. This is from Tuesday this last week. Uh, this, this picture here. And um, it's interesting to see at this time of year because you can get a nice clear shot. All the leaves are knocked down off the trees. And I'm willing to bet that there are even less leaves today than there were just a few days ago. But this, when you're there, you just hear that water going, and it's just going. It's always present in the background. It's just something that's present. It's just part of life. And I wonder sometimes, what would life be like if we were always, if we were living in a reality that we always heard God's justice and righteousness raining down, coming down, rolling down. See, the day of the Lord, Amos proclaims, is a scary thing. It's it's darkness. It's not something that those who have power necessarily want. But it is something that comes for those who are the beloved of God, for those we, we say in, in church lingo, in theological lingo, that God has a preferential option for the poor. So God's going to be looking out for those who nobody else looks out for. And if we are called to love God with all of our heart, soul, and mind, as we heard a couple weeks ago, we are going to be formed by God to do that as well, to look out for the poor, to be with the poor. And these are the reasons we have benevolence funds in our churches, the reason we collect money to give to the city 
of Winnebago to help them pay for folks' utilities through the winter when they can't pay for things. Living life on the roll, on the rolling, on, on when justice rolls down like waters and righteousness um, as an ever-flowing stream like that. When we live life that way, when we are participating in God's activity in the world, we can't help but to be ready for God's showing up in our lives. And we have even, we can see daily how God shows up in our lives. Where we have examples and, and we can point to, to connections made of, of God breaking in in interpersonal conversations, in moments of ecstasy and worship, of celebrating God's activity here on earth. And our gospel reading today is uh, from Matthew chapter 25, the story of the ten bridesmaids, and that's on the cover of your bulletin. And that story, if you remember it, there's ten bridesmaids who are awaiting the bridegroom. Five of them brought extra oil. The other five did not. They fell asleep. The bridegroom came along. The five who had extra oil were able to fill up but couldn't share what they had already had with the others who were there waiting as well. So the others who were short of oil had to go find more oil. Meanwhile, the bridegroom came and the five who were there were invited into the party. The five who were ready, who were living life already, knowing what it was like to wait for God, for God showing up in their lives, were the ones who were able to get in. And you see on the cover, there's, there's five who were inside the building with the bridegroom, and there are five outside who have just gotten their lamps refilled. And now they're waiting to get in, but they're told they can't come in. So this story, these stories today in Scripture, this time of year during um, where we hear this at the at the end of the coming to the end of the church year, are stories of what God's kingdom looks like, and it's always interesting to me when those are put up against what stories of our own kingdoms that we've created looks like. As we go to the polls to vote for a president, for a senator, for congresspeople for state senators and state representatives, local races, school boards, mayors, um, county commissioners, township boards. This is a chance for us to reflect on how we're voting and how that could reflect God's kingdom here on earth. How is God working God's love through those who we are voting for. Our um, baptismal covenant in the United Methodist Church has this phrase that's been 
somewhat recently added in, but it's, it's every time we have a baptism in the United Methodist Church and we, we add this confession into it, it takes to your baptism as well. And this, our baptismal vows involve speaking out against and working to eliminate systems of injustice. And that's what it is to love our neighbor. That's what it is to participate in God's activity in the world to not necessarily build ourselves up at the expense of others, but to help all the world see who God is. That God is with us wherever we're at till the end of the age. And that's what it looks like when God's justice and righteousness is flowing rolling into us, changing us, so that we are able to keep our lamps trimmed and burning. Amen.